This talk is offered by Ordinary Mind Zendo. Ordinary Mind was founded by Barry Majid, Dharma heir of Charlotte Joko Beck, and is dedicated to her vision of a psychologically-minded Zen practice adapted to the needs of American students practicing in the context of their everyday lives. Our public programs are made possible by donations from people like you. Blue Cliff Record, K6. Rumon said, I don't ask you about before the 15th day. Try to make a statement about after the 15th day. He himself replied, Every day is a good day. Verse Throwing away one, he picks up seven. Above, below, in the four directions, none can match. Placidly walking along, he treads down the sound of the flowing stream. His relaxed gaze descries the tracks of flying birds. Grasses grow thick, mists overhang. Round Sabuti's cliff, the flowers make a mess. Voidness is lamentable. Don't make a move. If you move, you get 30 blows. And I would just like to read uh, Tenke's comment on the case, which begins, Before the 15th of the month, there's the bright sun in the blue sky, with nothing to ask, nothing to say. After the 15th, too, there's also the bright sun in the blue sky, with nothing to ask and nothing to say. Even so, if that were all there is to it, our heritage would end, the way of Zen would be destroyed, and this is what is meant by the stagnant water of transcendence. It's a good case for today because so far it seems to me this has been a thoroughly miserable day. There's a funny kind of way in which, I don't know, the air is dank. In this room it's too hot. In the other room it's drafty and it's cold. Every joint seems to ache in this weather. My knees, my ankles, my toes. Just can't find a comfortable place to sit. Seems like everything we did in Orioki, we were getting all sloppy. Um, we were making mistakes. I was making mistakes. So... It's just very interesting to think in what sense all of that takes place within the context of every day is a good day. Um, clearly, good is not being used exactly in contrast to uh, bad. We're not talking about the content of the day. And we're not... Um, 
having a little smiley Buddha face, which we're going to paste on every day, you know, as uh, the equivalent of have a good day, right? Uh, I don't think that's what Uman is uh, talking about. Says, I don't ask you about before the 15th, but try to make a statement about after the 15th. And maybe we can relate the calendar to the to the phases of the moon. And the phases of the moon are often uh, symbols of, uh, of enlightenment, the full moon of enlightenment versus the new moon of our uh, general daily ignorance. So in one sense he's asking about um, before and after realization or perhaps even uh, first about realization and then what comes after realization. These guys didn't fool around. Uh, they weren't talking about just before realization. They, they said, all right, not asking you about Kensho, but what happens after Kensho is probably a little more what he's talking about. Um, and he has another koan uh, where he says, um, there are two kinds of sicknesses. When the light doesn't penetrate thoroughly, and in a sense, he says, one is that uh, you think that there is nothing to grasp, that there's, there is just nothing. And the second is uh, when you think you've grasped it, and you've gotten a hold of something. So in many ways, these, um, both his, um, his parables, uh, these koans that make some kind of distinction are asking us to look at the distinctions we, we typically make of before and after and, and good and bad, realization and delusion in what we think the difference is. Uh, you know, fortunately for us, Uman was Chinese and he just sort of makes the distinction before the fifth and after the 15th, if he was Indian, he would have, uh, he'd ask you about something about every day of the month, if not every day of the year, you know, and <laughs> there'd, there'd be 350, you know, nine different sicknesses, not, not two, you know. <laughs> Indians love lists. Thank God the Chinese simplified it, you know. <laughs> anyway. So when we sit, we say, we just sit. And that just sitting is a broad path that we follow that includes everything and takes us everywhere. Yet on each side of that path there are two deep ditches. And I suppose the one way to think about what happens over the course of practice is how much time you feel like you're spending on the path and how much time you feel like you're in the ditch. Uh, but the ditches very typically are something like um, 
you know, there's on one side I'm doing it wrong, and on the other side I'm doing it right. Or you've got it and I don't. Or I've got it and you don't. There are ditches in which we create some kind of dualism, some kind of separation. And so many of the koans that we study are ways that are, are stories that first attempt to use a, an image, like before and after here, to heighten our sense of separation of things divided into two, and then to challenge us to say something that heals the separation, that restores the unity that is underlying. So in response to his own question of what's the difference between before the 15th and after the 15th, he comes back with every day is a good day. But Tenke's uh, comment, um, you know, says that before realization there is nothing to gain and nothing to say, and after realization there's nothing to gain, nothing to say. And yet we can't rest in either place. Before realization we can't allow ourselves the resignation of not practicing. I won't say the luxury, it's really the resignation of not practicing, the hopelessness of not practicing, or the feeling that um, I'll never get there, why bother? In a sense, our suffering is the great engine that drives us forward, and we need to be thankful for that, because it's what keeps us from complacency. Because our suffering, when uh, you know, Joko would always say that you know, life is the teacher, and what it teaches is all the ways in which we create separation between ourself and life. And as long as we have that separation, life will constantly offer us challenges to remind us of the way we're creating those uh, moments of separation. But Tenke reminds us that uh, it's not simply a matter of experiencing some moment of oneness or emptiness or transcendence. That that would be a very stagnant place and one also that uh, typically gets reified into, well, now I've got it. You know, poor, all oh, you poor people haven't got it, you know, but I got it, right? And uh, there's a lot of that in uh, spiritual practice. Uh, certainly, any kind of so-called realization that separate you further from everybody else, you know, that is, is a pretty strange kind of realization of oneness, right? 
Right? I'm one with all beings. Don't you wish you were? <laughs> Pretty strange, right? Um, every day is a good day, like Mu is a challenge to wipe out the distinctions we think we're making between having and having and not having. And it's not wiping them out into obliviousness. That's why I started this by saying that in many ways for me uh, this is a miserable day. My joints hurt, the temperature's bad, and so forth and so on. Uh, we're not talking about eliminating distinction by getting into a state of samadhi or something else where everything is reduced to some featureless void. Uh, we're not concentrating so much that we get into a, you know, an endorphin rush where, uh, you know, like being shot full of morphine. Everything feels good, even the pain, right? You can crank yourself up into that sometimes. I'm not sure I particularly call that a spiritual experience anymore. Um, but intense absorption can obliterate distinction from one kind of direction. But I think the kind of non-separation that makes a difference in our actual lives is the one where we really let things be just as they are, even with our reactions to them, we let our reactions be what they are. But we're not always in a position of complaining or fixing or controlling. We're just in the mode of experiencing. And that experience will have a flavor, a valence, right? But we're not here to endlessly change the negative to the positive to get from here to there. It's it's very tempting to turn meditation into a technique to make the bad days into good days. And that almost works. Uh, and that's the problem with it. But we're not here to turn the bad days